Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Here the number is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. On the other side of that line, Judy Francis screening your calls for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani. And from the newsroom today, a breaking, developing story coming out of, I believe, the Fort Worth area. Tammy, what are you working on? Well, gosh, th- this is one of the hardest stories, and there's a moral to it. And no matter how hard it is, if you take your animal into the vet to be euthanized for any reason, no matter how hard it is, you've got to stay with your animal through their final moments. And we will explain absolutely why this is essential and what can happen if you don't. Okay, that's on the way right here. The story that, uh, I don't want to give away the whole story, but apparently some animals that were dropped off for euthanization Mm -hmm. were not euthanized and were used for a transfusion or allegedly used for blood transfusions. Yeah, kept in cages for months at the vet's office. Yes. Very small cages, dirty, filthy, basically just being used. Just just heartbreaking. And and the vet involved in this uh, 40-year career in the Fort Worth area, one of the most beloved vets in the area, nobody would have guessed. Hmm. I don't know what I would do at that point. I think I think they would be arresting me as well if 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 I knew that. I mean, if you you, you really think about the deception there, I mean that's a doctor. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what what Tammy said is one hundred percent right. You need to stay with your pets. But the bottom line is, you know what? You you go into someone that you think is a trusted professional that you know that you look up to and is going to do the right thing, and then something like that happens. I'm serious. I think they would take me out in handcuffs at that point. Um, once I got oh, the yeah. dog, yeah. It, it shakes you to your your very core. I know how hard it is to, to stay with your animal. I can't imagine not staying, I know. you know, as they say, to help them cross the rainbow bridge to be the last thing they see. Yes. I, I, I couldn't just hand it off and say, okay, you guys do it. I don't want to know about it. I, I can't imagine doing that. And this family loves their dog. Uh, they're so happy to have him back. He's gone to another vet. He's perfectly fine. Even the reason that he supposedly had to be euthanized was apparently bogus. Okay. This dog is a healthy four-year-old Leonberger. Yeah, that is. We're, we're going to try to find out more. In fact, Judy has just uh, reached out to the, uh, what would that be? The, the I talked plaintiff? to James Harriet. James and Marion Harris. Harris. Yeah, they're actually the owner of the dog. Okay, and Jamie said that he did not want to talk anymore about yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't. He wouldn't go on air for legal reasons because it is it is still in. Yes, it's still being fought right now. There's a battle going on, and his lawyer said that he shouldn't be speaking to anyone, so he refused to come on air with us. There's there's one other thing I want to point out, and there's a friend of mine who saw what we were going to talk about today before we started air, and I was telling her about the story. She said, "I never really thought about it, but there is." No real blood bank for animals. So when an animal goes into surgery or needs a blood transfusion for some reason, that's a real issue. Where do they get you know, the blood? I'm, I'm not condoning what this doctor did. Please, I'm not. No, it's in a, a way in the world. It's a common but, practice. I have worked for many vets. They usually mm-hmm. do have a dog there and a cat there that they use for those purposes that they oh, have dear. in-house. Either it's, a, it's from the shelter or it's one of the vet's own animals. But it is very common practice to have an animal on hand for blood. Really? Yes. It is a very, very strange story that's developing out of the Fort Worth area. Tammy will have Mm -hmm. you up to date in just a few minutes right here 
on Animal Radio. Let's uh, hit the phones toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team right now. What's going on, Anthony? How you doing today? Doing good. Great. Got a question. Got a question. How you doing, Dr. Debbie? Hey, I'm pretty good. What can I help you with? I've got a 19-year-old Australian Shepherd uh, named Grady. She's my little baby. And I have her on a Rimadil every day. Okay. Um, she's got arthritis. You know, she's 19, but she's still getting down pretty good. And I'm just concerned with the Rimadil. I've tried glucosamine and some other stuff, but none of the things really work. Uh-huh. Uh, with that, I know it's not good for liver, but, you know, it gives her a good quality of life. So what would you recommend yeah. me do? Keep on the Remedial or try to find some alternate? You know what? I want to know what you have in your water because if you have a 19-year-old dog, yeah, that's amazing. That is phenomenal. Um, so kudos to you. I mean, you're doing something right there. And, you know, I think the important thing is when we use pain relievers that are in that class, such as Rimadol, the non-steroid-based um, pain relievers, we really just have to make sure we're doing a couple things. One is make sure we're not causing any harm. So there, yes, there is potential for causing problems, but I want to make sure in a 19-year-old dog, we don't already have some problems. So if you haven't already had some basic lab work done, that might be something just to check, because sometimes we'll adjust the dosage or the dose frequency if a pet does have some of those kind of other issues. But it comes down to quality of life when you're 19-year-old dog. Um, so I'm all a fan of using everything at our in our arsenal. So that might include glucosamine. So don't abandon that. That can help. Um, okay. But it's not going to be in replacement of something like Rimadyl. So you, you're going to want to use that in conjunction with Rimadyl. And if she's tolerating that and her lab work looks great, hey, I'm all for it. I'd keep up with it. Um, and, you know, there's, there's even other things you can do beyond that. Um, you know, there's acupuncture. Um, so if she tolerates things like that or massage, that can be very helpful for dogs just to keep them moving and uh, really just keeping her, you know, in good activity. So if she still can make it around the backyard or make it around the block, um, we want to keep her doing that, keep that muscle tone up. That's really important. Okay. Well, she gets acupuncture once a month, and she really, I mean, it really seems to help him quite a bit, you know, as far as this movement. So he, yeah. he does get acupuncture, and uh, like you say, you know, he's great appetite, uh, gets, you know, gets a physical, you know, like twice a year, and just doing great. So I just you know, I just was kind of, you know, balancing quality of life over, you know, damage to the liver. But I think I'll pretty much just keep on doing what I'm doing. Yeah, you know, if it you sounds think, like you are... If you think it's a good idea... Oh, I sure do. I mean, it sounds like you're tackling a little bit of everything to help manage pain. So, yeah, you know, there are, we have to be aware, there are side effects with some of these medicines. But if the overall good is outweighing that risk, you know, that's what we got to look at. And keeping your pet comfortable, moving in those golden years is really um, what I focus on. And just be aware, you know, if you start to notice any concerns or issues, that should get that red flag up and, you know, get that vet a call and see if you have any other issues going on. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks for your call today, Anthony. We appreciate you listening to Animal Radio. Thank you so much, and I really enjoy your show. Thank you. So do I. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with the Dream Team. We're going back to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. 
Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit NaturalBalanceInc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world. Sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts. T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with custom ink. Custom Ink has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your Custom Ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInc.com. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at Advanced Auto Parts when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and an oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30, 2014. Go to valvoline-usa.com for more info. Hi, this is Steve Garvey on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. This is Animal Radio, baby. I hear you. I'm not sleeping much. Me neither. So you got a new puppy, huh? Yeah, that's why I'm not sleeping much. (laughs) Was was this a dog that was left at the office, or how'd this happen? No, this was a pre-planned pregnancy, if you call it that. (laughs) Pre-planned child for the... uh... Pre-planned, yeah. So we were were planning on this, um, definitely fell in love with the breed, and uh, just seemed to be the perfect fit for our lives. What is it? What do you got? Uh, A Bouvier. A 10-week-old Bouvier baby. So, yeah, she's a lot of fun and uh, always just always a reminder to how much work puppies are. (laughs) Now, usually your animals don't have, they're like missing a limb or something. So this is a complete animal, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Normally, you know, either rescues no, or simply required. Tail. <laughs> yeah. So this one, yeah. But um, yeah, and just sleeping, I found that uh, you know some husbands are not always the most supportive when it comes to childcare, and you know my husband's pretty good, but I'll tell you, I'm the one not getting much sleep. It's uh, always the mother or girl. Now, how old is he? She is she. ten weeks old. And what oh, is her wow. name? Her name is Nikki. Nikki. So Nikki. Hey, Doctor Debbie, balls. you know what? I, you know what I do, I like to do with little puppies. You know they're they're all freaked out when they come home, and I put them in his crate in the kitchen. But then I got the machine right there, 
and whenever he's crying, you know, like I stay up all night and I call him every hour so he can hear my voice, but I'm not actually physically there. And I go, good boy, it's going to be okay. And then I, I lengthen the phone calls over the days that come because, you know, they start to get comfortable and used to where they are. But it's a way for him to hear me, but he doesn't mm-hmm. see me. So it's kind of weird. It huh. works, though. It's kind of cool. That's uh, not a bad idea there. Let's see. And so you'll probably be adding Bouvier's to your line of books. So far, you have Yorkshire Terriers, <laughs> Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. You can get them over at Amazon.com as a Kindle book. We have links over at AnimalRadio.com. And uh, let's welcome back our good friend from the Veterinary Cancer Center, Dr. Gerald Post. How are you doing over there? I'm doing well. How are you? I, th- I think that we're we're happy to be alive and be healthy. Most of our animals are healthy, but occasionally we hear stories about these older dogs because approximately 30% of older dogs, they, they get cancer, and they, sometimes they succumb to that. But it's not always a death sentence, and you guys are working overtime over there to make sure that it isn't. So um, I would say that there's... Uh it's a great time to be in the veterinary oncology field, you know, with all of the developments that are going on right now. Um, and the list runs from um, better diagnostics and earlier diagnostics. So now that more and more people are um, taking better care of their pets and treating them more like family members, and now that, uh, you know, local veterinarians are really, you know, um, I would say doing a fantastic job at evaluating these animals with, you know, diagnostics such as um, ultrasounds as well as um, x-rays and blood tests um, more frequently, we're finding cancers at a much earlier and less aggressive stage. Um, And so just like in people, earlier diagnosis translates into uh, better um, success and longer life. Mm. In addition, more and more therapies are being developed. And, you know, when I first started 26 years ago, you know, it was surgery and a few chemotherapy drugs. Now we have uh, unbelievable surgical techniques uh, that have been developed, as well as um, a, a lot of new chemotherapies, including, you know, some oral targeted chemotherapies like Palladia, which are pills that are given to animals. You know, just like you know, people who have uh, or oral targeted chemotherapy, um, and, and you know now radiation therapy. And I would say over the next uh, you know one to five years, there's going to be even new forms of um, cancer therapy that are being developed and um, launched for animals. Is cancer therapy expensive? So, you know, it's really interesting over the last five to ten years, um, you, you see really a divergence. Um, yes, cancer therapy has become more expensive as we do more multimodality therapy. So when you combine surgery, radiation, and chemo for some of these animals, it can be quite costly. But I would say also over the past number of years, we have been able to develop a lot of low-cost oral um, what are called metronomic chemotherapy protocols, which where you give low dosages of an oral chemotherapy, a non-steroidal, um, which is really designed not to attack the cancer, but really to attack the blood vessels that are feeding the cancer. Are there things that we can do to decrease the risk of cancer to our pets? So I, I would say that the best advice that I can give is really the best advice that any human physician can give, and that is, you know, a good diet, um, uh, enough exercise, um, and, uh, you know, quality of life um, are the things that we can do. 
you know, I, I, all of us are born with some genetic susceptibility to cancer. Um, and so we probably will never be able to eliminate that risk, but we can certainly decrease um, any of the things that um, are in the environment, diet, or anything that we do um, that um, add to that risk. What you got? Can you actually, Doc, can you comment on the link between smoking in a household with the increased rate of cancers in cats and dogs? Absolutely. And so just like, you know, in people, secondhand smoke does increase cancer risk in animals. Um, there's a, a fantastic paper that looks at um, smoking and cancer risk in cats. And so unlike people where smoking causes an increased risk of lung cancer in cats because they're such fastidious groomers, as that tobacco smoke settles on their fur and they groom, they actually have a higher incidence of gastrointestinal lymphoma. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, people don't think about that. Uh, absolutely. So if you're not going to stop smoking because of you know your health risk, stop smoking for your pet. You guys are doing great work. I want to give out the website. It's vcchope.com. vcchope.com. That's the Veterinary Cancer Center. We're with Dr. Gerald Post. He's the top dog over there. And learning all kinds of brand new ways to treat cancer. So make sure you get them checked out. If you even think, I know for us. We, we have a cat who pro- has a probable lymphoma. Mm-hmm. We don't know that. And we have chosen not to put her through any kind of treatment just because I feel that the, the quality of her life might be infringed upon. Do you mm-hmm. find that more and more common? People are staying away from treatment or aggressively so going towards our it? Our goal here, and, and, and what I you know talk to my clients and to our all of our oncologists is, we have two pillars, and those pillars that we need to uphold with every client and every patient is both quantity of life and quality. So I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think that we can treat and maintain a high quality of life, um, and you really need to adjust and, and um, give therapeutic recommendations that are tailor-made to each individual pet and owner's um, situation. So I would I would say to you, yeah, we can probably treat your cat and maintain a great quality of life. But there's no flat-out answer for every single... That, that is absolutely correct. There is no flat-out, one-size-fits-all. One okay. And I have to say, you know, you guys know that my own dog last year I lost um, after her battle with histiocytic uh, cancer in her elbow. And we um, went to our local oncologist to um, seek treatment with zimidronate. Z- um, and did wonderful, wonderful response. And, and this isn't kind of like your typical medication for uh, cancer, um, but it was really helpful. It was more of a palliative medicine, and it really right. made a quality difference in her life. Wow. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about, you know, is tailor-making, you know, therapies based upon, a, uh, you know, an individual animal and individual's owner's unique situation. VCCHope.com is the website. Dr. Gerald Post, thanks for joining us again. Always learn so much from you. Thank you so much for having me, and you have a great day. We'll head back to the phones for your questions for Dr. Debbie or for Alan Cable or Dogfather Joey Villani. Toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is John O'Hurley. You're listening to Animal Radio. And remember, most importantly, please spay or neuter.
Hey, it's Vinny Penn on Animal Radio coming to you with the Party Animal segment. I'm, I'm, I know I'm way late in this one, but I still can't get over it. Uh, seeing in the news a ways back, I think it was at one point in March, a big story going on about people who were leaving everything to their pets. The new, new movement in their wills, they were leaving everything to their pets. And is, is that allowable? Should you be able to do it? Uh, or maybe it was a local story to my neck of the woods, Connecticut, but I don't think so. But if it is new to you, or if you do know it, what are your thoughts on this, leaving everything to your pet? I, on the one hand, the miserable, bitter 41-year-old me loves it because it's like you're sticking it to so You're sticking it to your brother. You're sticking it to your sister. You're sticking it to your spouse. Like, I hereby leave everything to Rover. So take that. My 22-year-old beagle gets everything. You get nothing. But then there's another part of me that's keenly aware of the fact that, a pe- that the people who are leaving everything to their pets are, like, in love with the dog and just want the world to know how much they love them. And can the dog comprehend the real estate market, how much he can get for the house, I mean, is the dog going to put the the house for sale um, and stand out in front? And would he be able to throw an open house? I don't know. Where does it go from there? Then again, what what other pets are you leaving everything to? You're leaving it to the cat? I mean, cats are territorial as it is. I got a gut feeling. Cats, they're sharp creatures. They'll know, like, this is mine. So when that pissed-off sibling comes in and decides to ignore the wishes of the deceased, everybody's got a sibling who ignores the wishes of the deceased, especially when it's a parent. And they come in and say, screw that. You know, this was mommy's, and I'm taking it, even though she left it to you. That cat is going to drop on her back from the ceiling like a ninja. Never let her out of the house with grandma's necklace. Leaving everything to your pet? You left your brain, leave your brain to your pet. Donate your organs, major or, well, then again, anybody who's going to do that, what good is that brain? Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Gold Bond presents Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm hanging out with my Gold Bond buddies, and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the Gold Bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again. Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body, and new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders to do the same for your feet. Stay cool with Gold Bond. Geico presents a man who just saved on his motorcycle insurance. First off, my name is Daryl. Second, this is no motorcycle. This monster is 1,100 cc's of raw internal combustion power. Feel the ground shake! Now, I know what you're thinking. Where's this science teacher's logical attitude that goes with his sensible sneakers? Well, Mr. Reigns on my parade, I saved a bunch on motorcycle insurance with GEICO. Now, if you'll excuse me, I've got some young minds that need molding. GEICO Motorcycle. See how much you could save. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? (laughs) 
Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. Ugh. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No Drip starts working in seconds <sighs> and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray uh-uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? <sighs> Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Here's a surprising summertime fact from Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. We all know that irritants like bug bites and poison ivy can make you itch. But what you might not know is how. Actually, it's the histamines your body creates in reaction to these irritants that make you miserable. But now that scratch has met its match. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. Its maximum strength itch medicine blocks your itch-causing histamines fast for long-lasting relief. Allegra Anti-Itch Cream. The relief you've been itching for. Use as directed. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo. You know, there's been the Million Man March, the Million Mom March, and a few weeks ago there was the first ever One Million Pibble March on Washington. Huh? So what's a pibble? It's one name for pit bulls. I like to call mine a peaty bull. But anyway, (laughs) thousands of pit bull advocates convened on the West Lawn of the U.S. Capitol on May 3rd. The message, create stronger laws against dog fights and stop legislation that restricts ownership of certain breeds of dogs. The march organized by a comedian and pit bull advocate named Rebecca Corey. Now, no pibbles were there. That's a decision Corey actually took some heat for. But she says there are always a lot of dangers in bringing many dogs of any breed together in what could be a stressful situation. And she says that dogs can't change the laws. Only people can do that. So only people were there. And Corey's pit bull advocacy group is called Stand Up for Pits. Now, this is terrific. If you want to own a dog or a cat in Turkey... You have to take a course. Pet ownership there has been exploding, and now the government's decided it's time to make sure animals are protected. They have an animal rights bill, and an amendment to it just laid down criteria to own animals and set standards for their comfort and their well-being. And future pet owners, they have to undergo a training course first, and they have to graduate with an animal care certificate, or they cannot adopt a pet or buy one. The committee is now also considering a requirement that means anybody who strikes an animal in a traffic accident has to take that animal to the vet for treatment. They just can't leave it there. Do you sleep with your pet? Well, should you sleep with your pet? That's been debated for a long time now. So what do vets think about this? VetStreet.com did a poll, and of the 255 vets asked, 75% say they let their pets share their bed with them. Some people are more likely to let a cat in the bed because they take up less space. But 52% of those vets let both cats and dogs in. Now, what about being disruptive to sleep? According to the poll, 13% of doctors say they think pets help them sleep. 28% said their dogs do hinder their sleep. And more than 50% say they saw no difference whatsoever. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. 
Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaandChewy's.com. Come on, dude. Go ask her to dance. What if she says no? She's looked over here like three times. Okay, I'm going in. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. Hey. Oh, hi. Um, do you want to dance? Sure. Yes. <laughs> but once we take action, we're awfully glad we did. Markets are changing and interest rates are still low. If you're thinking about getting into the real estate market, now may be the time to make your move. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Gold Bond presents Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm hanging out with my Gold Bond buddies and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the Gold Bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again. Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body. And new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders to do the same for your feet. Stay cool with Gold Bond. This is Greg Biffle on Animal Radio, and remember to spay the neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You people are all nuts. Yeah, I mean, no. Yeah, yes. well, you're hanging out with us, aren't you? So what does that say? <laughs> Crazy people. Crazy people. <laughs> yeah. You, need, you yeah. need sleep. you, you got to have sleep. <laughs> Because okay. if you don't have sleep, then you wake up, you're grumpy, you're irritable, you're not yourself, you know, you act like a lunatic. That's what happens. Well, it's bad for your health, too, for your heart, for everything it's bad when you don't sleep. It's like having a newborn for 15 years is waking up every couple hours. It's horrible. You know, we've talked about this. I mean, you know, Hal always gives me guff. He says, you know, you, you say don't sleep with your animal. Well, you know, it's individual case. I mean, there is no blanket solution if you can sleep with a dog and it's you know he's a cool dog and he just lays there some dogs just lay there at your feet and you will sleep just fine with them there then you should sleep with your dog but if you're not sleeping you know Mm -hmm. i think the answer is pretty obvious either you sleep with your dog and suffer through life or you fix it yeah you know he's right and i really don't have a problem with sleeping with the dog it's it's the bedtime story before he goes to bed that's (laughs) sometimes they just want you to keep repeating it well you know and you know you go from page five to the end hoping they won't notice or anything but Uh if you do that they notice immediately they catch you oh Oh, yeah My, my dog loves Clifford, the big red dog books. He just, he can't get enough of Clifford. <laughs> I know. Uh, line four has Mike on. Hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Beautiful day out here in West Texas. West Texas. I like Texas. I love Texas. What's I love Texas, too. What's going on with you? I understand you want to talk to Alan here. Yeah, I've got a question about a dog that's trying my patience. I, I live in Phoenix, and I run from Phoenix to Houston 
uh, twice a week. I was at a truck stop in El Paso, and I found a little dog, a little malnourished pup, and picked him up, and he's been riding with me for about two months now. I'm going to keep him till the end, but uh, he's so far learned how to uh, uh, heal on the leash. Uh, he can sit, lay down, and stay, but I cannot teach this dog to come to me when I call his name, and it's it's uh, getting to the point where I, I almost uh, – cringe when I think about taking him out to play, which I do still, but I, I bought the 25-foot training lead, and I watched some videos on YouTube, and they make it look really easy, and uh, when I, he has that training lead on, he's very well behaved, and he comes to me, but the minute I take it off and I say, all right, we're going to try this without it, he's just, he's off. He's like a rocket. He goes. <laughs> well, how long have you had this dog, Mike? He's been with me for about two months now. And how old would you say he is? He's got to be at least four to five months. I'd say more like five months old. All right. So, so you've said a couple of key things. Uh, first of all, I got to tell you, I actually found a puppy in El Paso too. On the way to El Paso to do a radio job, I found a puppy, and his name was Roger. And I trained him and I gave him away. So that's interesting. But you said a couple of things that are key. First, trying your patience. He's trying your patience. Number two, you told me he's a puppy, and number three, you told me you uh, you just basically found him, and they make it look easy on the internet. It's not easy. Everything takes patience, and then it's easy. And everything takes time, and then it's easy. So when you have a little puppy like that, that dog is smart, which is a good thing. He's figured out that when you have him on the leash, he can't go anywhere. And he's figured out that when you let him off the leash, he's free. So the key is, buddy, is that you never let him off the leash, okay? Because it's going to take a while for him to respect you. So if you want to let him off the leash, you've got to do it in an enclosed area, and you've got to understand that that's not training time, that's play time. There's got to be a distinction between the two. If you're going to train him, it's training time with no play, and if you're going to play with him, it's play time, and you're training him without him knowing it. So you've got to do one or the other because dogs are not like machines. People think they can flick a dog like a light switch. You know, they can walk in the house and get all manic and like, oh, how you doing? You're such a cute little dog. What a cute little dog. Okay, I'm done being like that. Now mellow out. It doesn't work like that. So you've got to let the dog know with structure and discipline and time. You know, you like you've got to gotta have a special time each day where you're gonna train your dog. And then after training, that's when playtime begins. And you have to take your dog for long walks on the leash and you've got to give your dog's instructions all the time and, and see that he follows the instructions and be patient with him and not react when he doesn't do what you say, but only when he does do what you say. And then over time your dog will learn to respect you. Puppies that want to explore the world and go nuts, so you've got to be patient. This is going to be a two-year process, my man. Uh, after the first year, you'll see the dog's results. You'll see the dog will come to you when you call, but maybe if a car goes by, he won't. He'll chase after it. So you've got to be patient, pay attention to your dog, watch the triggers, and take your time. Use positive reinforcement and never give your dog attention for doing stuff you don't want him to do. Does that make any sense? It makes perfect sense and i know from past experience i'm 41 years old now and i've in my life i've had two dogs from puppy to death he's number three and i know that that reward comes that once you make that bond and they know he's already i can see it that he knows when i start walking towards the door of my truck after he goes out to go potty he already tries climbing up the steps to get in and i can see that his mind is working and i know 
that that reward of him being super smart and knowing the things that I'm saying, it's going to come. But with this dog, my goodness, it seems like it's taken a long time. And I feel horribly guilty that I'm forcing him to live in this 10-square-foot truck with me. And we spend, we spend 12 hours a day driving, and then I sleep 10 hours a day, and we only get a few hours outside of this truck. And I know he's putting up with a lot, so I'm, I'm cutting him some slack. But he's a good boy, and I think what you're saying makes perfect sense. All right, one more thing, Mike. Get rid of the guilt. All he needs is about a half hour to an hour a day of exercise. Plus, he gets to be with you all the time. And dogs are masters at just taking naps. They love it. As long as they're with you, he loves being with you. You're his, you're his pack. He loves being with you. So don't feel guilty. Guilt is the enemy of a good dog trainer. Guilt will get in the way of you doing what needs to be done. Don't feel guilty. Your dog has a wonderful life, a great human companion. You're doing everything well. Just be patient. Be patient and be consistent, and it will all work out. Yeah, that's awesome advice. That everything you said makes sense. Yeah, and you're right. He's very, very good at just being a dog. He should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks. Hey, thanks for your call, Mike. We appreciate it. Please drive carefully. one 405 8405 Has a little ring to it. one 405 8405 That is toll-free. To groomer dog father Joey Volani, veterinarian Dr. Debbie, and dog trainer Alan Cable. Animal Radio is underwritten by the fine folks at Kitty Ogogo. I'm telling you, this is the most beautiful litter you'll ever see. These guys have taken functionality and they've combined it with a beautiful design so that if you, if you have a small apartment that where, you know, like a litter box would look really bad or even a big apartment, a big house, these are the coolest litters you've ever seen. They come in six decorative hoods. Is it six? Six colors six and six patterns. Ones, yes. Leopard print, metallic silver, polka dot, flower print, burl wood, and black lacquer. You know, most people want to take the litters and kind of hide them and put them behind furniture and hide them in the corners. These are this. something you want to bring out. People won't even know that it's a litter. Not until the cat goes inside. And then when the cat's <laughs> done inside, all you have to do is use the rake, pull the rake out, and it makes it easy so you don't actually need to use the little wand or anything in there. Well, you need to finally get it out. The rake will pull it forward cool. for you. And there's actually on the back hidden on the back is a place to hang the scooper so the scooper is always right there with the litter these guys have thought of everything it's easy to clean it's decorative and it's made of the highest quality injection molded high impact stain resistant plastic i said it (laughs) i think it's just pretty Check it out at kittyagogo.com, kittyagogo.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my <laughs> I'm so caffeinated right now, can I tell you? I'm yeah. barely holding it together. Well, you're awesome. <laughs> portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by the fine folks at Stella and Chewy's. If you haven't had a chance to check out the brand new intro packs, do it now. Find out which flavor your ladybug will enjoy. The Chewy's chicken dinner, the Simply Venison, the Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, or the Phenomenal Pheasant, all $4.99, where Stella and Chewy's is sold. Ladybug, uh, she likes all the flavors there. 
Yeah, I haven't found one that she doesn't like. It's her favorite food. Stella and Chewies. Yes. I like that name. It is. It's they're, they're they're actually the name of the founder's dogs. What's going on so, in your world? Well, I got a um I got a actually a good um email and it was um from a from a woman that um was asking about shampoos and um mainly what she wanted to know is her dog has been dry and itchy for years. And she's tried everything. She's gone to the veterinarian. Um, she wants to know, do these products actually work or, you know, or is she just wasting her time? And the first thing I want to say is there's a lot of really, really good products on the market. They're depending on the skin condition on your dog, there's, there's a couple of things. A lot of, a lot of my clients that come in with, the, with dogs that have dry, itchy skin and they bring in um, product usually from the veterinarian, I don't think they ever read the label because when, when, when you read that label, it usually says that it needs to be done more than once a week, um, sometimes every day. It could be um, twice a week. It could be three times a week wow. in order to get the condition in order. Now, dry, itchy skin is not normal. What the shampoo is going to do, it's going to, it's going to be a quick fix. It's going to get your pet out of discomfort probably for the evening, um, maybe for the day if, it, if it's a good product. But then shortly after that, the problem is going to come back. Okay, so it's, a, it's an internal problem. Um, most likely it's, it's nutrition. It could be a lot of things. Um, it could even be allergies. But the bottom line is what I want everyone to know is that the shampoos are just a quick fix. Okay, and they do work, okay, and they are necessary because when you need that quick fix, it's there. It'll get your dog out of discomfort, but the really the next step to do is to go see a veterinarian, and if they do give you a product, read the label. It's funny. I can probably tell you when I had the Nash Academy, and what we would do is people would actually drop the product off and tell us to hold it there, and I would, you know, hand it back to them and say, well, you know, you got to read the label unless you're coming back tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Um, this shampoo isn't doing us any good um, because it needs to be done on a regular basis. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team, Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, or Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. She's taking all calls today. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Orangutans at a zoo in Georgia climb trees, swing from vines, and play video games. Researchers at Zoo Atlanta are hoping to find out more about the orangutan's cognitive process. Zoo officials also hope the exhibit will raise awareness of the rapidly diminishing wild orangutan population. The video games, which are mounted in a tree-like structure, test for memory, reasoning, learning, and creativity. In one game, orangutans choose identical photographs or match orangutan sounds with photos of animals. Correct answers are rewarded with food pellets. Printouts of their masterpieces can be seen on display at the zoo. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Going to the phones, we have Renee. Hey, Renee, how are you doing? Fine, how are you? Splendid. What's up? Uh, I, I would like to tell you a funny story. I like funny stories. Oh, you do? Yeah, hit me up. Okay. I have an amazing story to tell you about my half-lab retriever, Border Collie, uh, that we adopted. She was so smart. 
I schooled her when I first adopted her. She would not go to the backyard to do her business until number 10. And until number 10? Yeah, well, she would not do her uh, do her business in the backyard until from number 10. I said the number 3. Oh, I'm so confused. Uh, yeah. Is any Alan, okay, are you following? Well, anyway, Wait a minute. I'm I'm cracking up. <laughs> anyway, I I started from number 10 and I went back to number 3 with her. Oh, a countdown of sorts. Yeah, a countdown. Then she darted out the door and did her business when I said number three. Beautiful. Wait, can I ask a question? Because uh-huh. I'm not, I'm, I'm not following this um, okay. at all. So you counting backwards from ten? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. She made a game. Okay. Made a game. I made a game out of it. Yeah. Gotcha. Because they, they told me at the pound how smart she was. <laughs> I think you're smart too. You're a smart lady that you figured out uh, how to engage your dog and create a magical trick to uh, do business. That is very ingenious of you. Oh, she was magical, let me tell you. So anyway, it's really a funny story. Anyway, I counted back to the number three, and then she darted out the door and did her business. I opened the door and let her out. Well, we finally got smart, and we thought, well, we need a doggy door for her, so we got a doggy door. And to my surprise, she Uh sat at the doggy door until I said the number three. (laughs) And she would not dart out the door until I said number three. Hmm. So when you were speaking about memory for dogs on Sunday, it it piqued my interest because of her, because she was so smart. So you're was probably interesting. wondering how she went through the doggy door to do her business when I was asleep during the night. Damn straight, I'm wondering. The, during those wee hours. Well, she barked and barked at that doggy door, and she probably woke my neighbors up. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to count back from the number 10 number backwards to the number 3, and then she darted out the doggy door, waking <laughs> me up in the middle of 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> wow. Uh-oh, you're no, in trouble when you're not home. What, what kind of breed is she again? She was half Labrador Retriever and half Border Collie. Oh, okay, so you got one that'll eat anything and one that is really smart. Yeah, well, I home the... cook for it. I bet you do. I made her, uh, I bought these uh, little doggy meat uh, pans, and I made her homemade meatloaf. That was her favorite. Wow, she's eating better than I am. Well, <laughs> wow. I made her little mini steaks, mashed potatoes. Uh, she ate everything. I want to be your dog. And she was 14 and a half years old. He wouldn't even count to count the three. Huh? Al wants to be your dog. I said, I'll be your dog. No, you wouldn't even have to count the three. I'll go in and out everything. Well, believe me, I'll home cook for her because when I got her, she had um, her bones were showing. And they kept telling me that she hated dog food. And I put dog food out for her for like a couple of months, and she was getting skinnier. So I started home cooking for her, and she just loved it. You must have a lot of time to do that, because I, I know most people with a pretty active lifestyle don't have time to cook for their animals. They want to, but they don't. Well, I love animals. Well, I thank you for calling today. Well, I'm not finished with my oh, story. Oh, you're not? Oh, okay. she ain't finished I'm sorry. there, Hal. Get, I'm sorry. Hal, get out of the way, Hal. I'm sorry. Get out of the I'm, way. I'm out of here. Get out well, of the way, Hal. Well, the funny part about my story is uh, when we got the doggy door and all that, she sat at the door... But I thought, well, for the heck of it, I'll try number 20. Well, she did a dance at the door and turned around at the table, and she peed on the the leg of the table because I I didn't say three. Beautiful. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> That's amusing. I love it. But my dog passed away just last year. Oh. And her name was Big Baby. Big Baby. Now are you going to get a new Big Baby? Well, not a... a well, maybe. You know what but I mean. Anyway, the funny part is uh, I took her for a walk one time, and uh. she turned around and hightailed it, and I couldn't figure out why she was hightailing it back home. When I took her for a walk, well, she saw her shadow on the fence, and it was three times as big as her. <laughs> oh, that would scare me, too. So that's why we called her Big Baby. Aww. Renee, thanks so much for cheering me up, making me laugh a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, dogs <laughs> do have memory. They certainly do. I, I know that Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she has pretty good memory. Yes. Yeah, but can't... that dog was spoiled rotten, and uh, she had the best food, let me tell you. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes. Uh, did you tell us the funny part? The funny part. Yeah. There were like three or four yeah, funny Alan, parts. Come on, get with it. Uh, which part was that? <laughs> no, the funny part is when you keep saying, no, the funniest thing is when you keep saying, well, that's not the funny part. Let me tell you the funny part. So I just want to know if I've heard the funny part yet. Oh, probably when I was asleep during the night in the wee hours gotcha. and she barked gotcha. at the door and I had to count. I had to count back to number three before she'd go. Wee wee. <laughs> that was most obviously the funny part for me. Renee, thank you so much for calling today. I appreciate it. And thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Tell a friend, will you? You're the kind oh. of listeners we want. Oh, we love your radio. I tell everybody. You're, you're awesome. Take <laughs> take care of yourself now. 1-866-405-8405 is toll you know, free. Yes? Yes, sir. You know, I, I would get a recording device if yep. I was her. That, yep. um, that, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, when the dog barked, when the dog barked, it went on and would say, would count to three. And then you wouldn't have to worry about it. The dog can, can come I just go in tell and out you, all, all, he, all he wants. It won't work, and I'm going to tell you why. why. You want to know why that won't work? Because the dog has learned that the dog can control her by waiting for her to say this number. The dog can make her come and say whatever, the number. So the recording would do nothing because that dog is basically being in charge. So you know, he's, technically this is a bad thing then. It is a bad thing. It is technically okay. a bad thing if she has to get up. If she, now, now, if the dog's going to go out there and do his business without her around, it's fine. It's just a trick. But once the dog figures out, oh, I can, I can manipulate her. I can get her out of bed, come to the door anytime I want. You know, and if she doesn't, I'll go to the bathroom in the house. So that's the dog being basically in charge and learning how to manipulate the human. Pretty smart. See, the dog, the dog was smarter than her with the number. I thought she was good with the number three. Now I well, found it's the out same the thing with the smart. food. It's the same thing with the food. When she says he won't eat anything but home cooked, cook, you know, cooking, that's that's not true. And you know, like I can give my dog hamburger every day for two weeks, right, and then switch him to his dog food only, and for about a day and a half he won't eat it. But then when he gets hungry, he'll eat it. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Dr. Debbie seems to burn the candles at three or four different ends. As she's doing the radio show, she's consulting with a patient. Is that correct? Yes, she is. Wow. She's over there on the phone. You can see her. It's amazing how she she's multi-talented. She's a multitasker. I personally can't chew gum and do a radio show at the same time. Although Alan can, and he's chewing gum right now. What flavor is yes, that? Yes, I'm a 
I'm very bedextrous. You bedextrous. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I am. We are working on a news story that's coming out of Fort Worth. Tammy, give give a quick recap for those that are just tuning in. Okay, well, this is a, a 40-year career veterinarian in Fort Worth, Texas, and allegedly a dog was brought into him to be checked out. He told the family that this dog would not have a good quality of life anymore. It was a, a Leon Hound, a beautiful, beautiful dog. He said the dog needed to be euthanized. The family did not stay with the dog while the euthanization took place, and they discovered just about a month ago by a vet tech who had left this man's practice that this dog had not been euthanized, instead was being kept at the clinic and being used as a blood donor dog. And they went in, stormed wow. the place. They got their beautiful dog back. This vet is in a lot of trouble now, and apparently this is not the first dog that he allegedly has done this with. And Judy, just before the show, reached out to Jamie Harris. Mm-hmm. I did talk to him. Who he, uh, it was, I guess, one of the dogs that was... Uh, uh, he was the owner of this dog. Okay. Mm-hmm. Him, and, him and his wife were the owner of this dog, that this Leon Berger, that they thought was euthanized six months ago. Is he going to be on the show? No, he refused to come on air and talk to us. They're in a legal battle right now, and his lawyer has advised him not to talk to anybody. So he said, uh, what is it, Inside Edition? Inside Inside Edition. edition. He turned them down, too, so we weren't the only ones he turned down. Oh, okay. The good news is the, the dog is okay. Good. And they did take it to another vet, and this dog does not have any problem that requires this dog to be treated or euthanized for gosh sake the dog is recovering and they're so happy to have this dog back so weird man i mean why would that guy do something like that yuck well why would he tell somebody that their dog needed to be euthanized that's pretty unethical and uh, again more this is not the only one what do you mean what do you mean pretty unethical it doesn't get any more unethical than that yep and he wasn't even treating this dog well I mean, this dog was sitting in its own feces in a teeny, teeny, tiny cage. They said in the court documents that they didn't think this dog had been out of the cage except for the the transfusions. What do you do with a guy like that? Well, it is Texas. But he has such a wonderful practice and such a wonderful reputation, and people have gone to him for decades. It's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde almost. It's so strange. strange. Yeah. And that's Fort Worth, which is a pretty big city. Right around Fort Worth. Okay. See, this is why I don't like people. Because they do things like this? Yeah, yeah. A dog would never do that. No, a dog. A dog would never put you in a cage and, and, and tell your, you know, your owner, you were, your family, you were dead. If he put you in a cage, it'd be to lick you to death. That's all. Yep. That's not a pleasant way to die, by the way. Some might think that, you know, for the first 15, 20 minutes, not, not bad, but actually, after the first couple of hours, you start to get raw and it hurts and there, it's, it stings a little bit. You're talking about being in a cage? No, being licked Lick, to death. Licked to death. Oh, silly. No, oh, I like that. I can't get enough of that stuff. So, um, Dr. Debbie, do you do you have a dog around there that you use for <laughs> transfusions? No, we do not have any in-house donors. Um, there, actually, we do have in town a blood bank uh, where folks um, donate their pet to donate blood and in in, re- in return to kind of uh, help out other animals. So, I didn't know that. but it's pretty common for a lot of vets to have animals that are blood donors in their clinics, is it not? You know, I believe some do, and, and I'll give you my personal opinion on this. I I don't think that's a way of life for an animal is to no. be to live in a vet office and and just you know great you make great medical care and get love and attention but i think animals deserve more and i really think they deserve to live a a well-rounded life and outside of a cage or a clinic setting 
So, yeah, that's a horrible, horrible story. That's all I can say is just, ugh. There's bad people in every profession. And, yes, um, there are. you know, fortunately, veterinary medicine has got some very great, compassionate individuals, and the vast majority of veterinarians are completely ethical and you do just, things by the you book. You just have to wonder what was going on in that guy's head. You know, I mean, it's like, what's, what's, the, what's the rationale? What's the thinking process? You know, I, I don't get it. He's just not right in the head. He must have lost his marbles. Well, there's there's some people that are saying, well, these this couple didn't even want to say goodbye to their animal. They didn't want to be there when it was euthanized. How much did they care for their animal? And Oh, I hate when people say things like that. Well, if you don't <laughs> grieve like I grieve, there's something wrong with you. Well, and, and not, yeah, not everyone wants those last moments to be what they remember and what's in the forefront of their mind. Um, so you have to respect people's individual decisions with something like yes. that everybody's different and it's unfortunate that this individual is going to cause people to question you know the the behaviors of you know your neighborhood veterinarian so um, i think that's why opening the dialogue with your veterinarian what is the practice what do you do what if i want this what if if i choose to do that and really feeling comfortable with your decision Okay, so we'll find out more about that in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Did you know that May is Cancer Awareness Month for dogs? I was unaware of that. Yes, okay. I didn't know that. Yep. I live and learn here. I'll yes. tell you, I learn more from Animal Radio than I <laughs> than any other lessons that even Alan Cable teaches me. And he's taught me a lot. He has really he? has. Oh, I have. That I have explains, going here. That explains everything. <laughs> I, I don't roll over and submissively urinate anymore. Uh, no. new, oh, new, that's so good. This is exciting. In Mexico City, a rare cross between a zebra and a donkey was born in the zoo. They're calling it a zonkey. A zonkey. Or a a ze- zonkey? Some people are calling it a zebroid or a zebras or a z-donk. Okay. And this is... This is strange because it's rare. I, I didn't think it was that rare, but apparently this is rare. There's only a few of these guys around. Kumba is his name. And this surprised the scientists because zebras were thought to be incompatible with donkeys. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. But uh, hmm. I'll hold up a picture so you can see. Maybe we should post that at the website. Yeah, that's okay. a better idea. Better. That would work better, yeah. Hi, Candace. How are you? Good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Toluca Lake. Oh, the, I used to live down there, the L.A. area, Burbank, L.A. area. Well, welcome to the show. What's going on? Um, I rescue and uh, the old ones I keep. And I have a little boy that I took out. He's 10 years old. And I took Lily to the vet and had his last three teeth extracted. And uh, they said his blood test, everything was fine. But I noticed that his urine has a very strong ammonia smell. And I called his doctor and I said, why is that? And he couldn't give me an answer. Okay. So he lost the last three teeth in his head, huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, that's the product of you know not having regular dental care all those years before you had them. So, bless your heart for getting that in in track. Now, um, is he neutered? Yes. He is neutered. Okay. And you said the vet did some blood work and everything looked fine. Did, was there actually a urine test that he did? Uh, no, because they take a panel before they'll do their teeth. Mm-hmm. And they did find out he had a little heart problem, which uh, is okay. We'll deal with Mm -hmm. it. Um, Okay. But he said his liver, uh, kidneys, everything else came out uh, negative. And he was fine everywhere else. Okay. And what kind of doggy is he again? He's a Maltese. 
Wonderful. So for me, um, strong smelling urine can be many things. Um, sometimes it could just be really concentrated urine. Um, so that means just that it's not real watery um, and it just has a, a higher concentration of materials within it. So the first thing is definitely to get a urine sample and just to do a basic urinalysis. Um, we can check the specific gravity to see how concentrated it is. And if it's really concentrated, it may not be anything we got to worry about. But there are definitely some things that can kind of give an odor to urine. And, um, you know, I, I'm all into smells. And as gross as it is, sometimes your nose knows. And if you think something smells funky, it could very well be. And um, I have one of those noses where, like, urinary infections sometimes will just kind of kind of pop out to me by smelling the urine um, or smelling the pet after they've voided. Um, and bacterial infections in the urine definitely can cause a strong, almost even ammonia-like odor in the urine. And that's because the, some of the bacteria involved with urinary tract infections actually produce uh, ammonia as a byproduct. Um, and so that can actually be um, a common problem. So checking a urinalysis, again, would be a good place to start to check for that. Um, and, and then there's some other things that can go on, especially in some small breeds when we talk about liver dysfunction, um, where we might have problems with excess ammonia building up. Um, well, so, I know my last little boy, Boo Boo, he died and he had liver shunts. Mm-hmm. And I did special diets. I make special diets for them. You know, I do cod, boiled cod, and liver cleansing stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what I was worried about was that because I know... Uh, sometimes they can't digest the protein or process and it turns into ammonia and then they can start having seizures. Exactly, yeah. So in, in dogs, just in basic terms, in dogs that have liver disease and, and a liver shunt is a congenital type of liver disease where it doesn't have the normal blood vessels to allow it to detoxify things normally. So with liver disease, we can get an actual buildup of um, uh, ammonia, and uh, that can actually lead to various things, sometimes neurologic symptoms, but in the case of the urine, um, yeah, they're, they're unable to convert that um, to the normal waste products called urea, so kind of involved process. But in, you know, even if the normal blood work looked good, um, as you probably know, when we talk about liver shunts, sometimes we have to do a special test, um, a liver function test called a bile acid tolerance test. So if there is anything else that has you concerned or your vet feels it's worthwhile, you know, maybe doing a bile acid test would help give you the peace of mind as well. But um, for me, I would say I would definitely check a urine sample. Absolutely, without a doubt. <laughs> Could I ask you what are symptoms of uh, liver shunts? I have, I mean, Boo Boo just started having five, six seizures a day, and um, but it he was, started having what? I'm sorry, five and six seizures a day. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Because well, and. Yes, seizures are definitely one of the symptoms with liver shunts. Um, sometimes in, in some animals, they can be poor eaters, believe it or not. And for me, if I have a smaller toy breed dog, especially as a puppy, and they're just poor eaters, um, often I will do a liver function test on them to see if they might might be a, a liver shunt. Um, so seizures, not doing well, um, being lethargic. Um, there are some different types of stones that may show up either on a urinalysis um, in the form of crystals or off, off of x-rays. So if we see those, we might be a bit more concerned about um, a type of a liver shunt. Um, okay. so, so those are some of the Lalique. basic things. Lalique. I have them in the park right now. <laughs> oh, 
Well, give that toothless baby a hug for me, and I'm sure his tongue is probably just lolling off to one side or the other. <laughs> yeah, it's, it didn't come out as much as Boo Boo's did, but it is starting to come out a little bit. But you know what? That just adds to his little character. <laughs> it does. And and for those that don't understand that, um, when we remove the canine teeth, the large four fang teeth, that's pretty much what holds the tongue in position in the mouth. So when those are gone, the tongue kind of goes willy-nilly to either side. So it gives them yeah, kind of a, a character about that, that <laughs> lolling tongue. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, I, my dogs are everything to me. So Absolutely. And, and I hope that gives you that confidence to call your vet and say, hey, you know what? I, I'd feel better just getting that urine checked if you don't mind. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Candace, for your call. Thanks for Give listening. Give that toothless to- baby a hug for me. What? What? <laughs> you never thought you'd hear her saying that? That's what she said. That was funny. <laughs> I bet it's a cute little doggy. I'm sure. And you know what, Alan? You just you have to see some of these guys. They are just so cute with that little tongue <laughs> just drooping off to one side or the other. I see that a lot. Is that usually the case? They're just missing their teeth? That's why it happens? Oftentimes. Now, there are some dogs that are actually born with congenitally long tongues, and there's more tongue than mouth than they have. It's even yes, weirder a- if you got a combination of the two. <laughs> There's a breed. Uh, it's called the Steven Tyler dog. It has a very oh. long tongue. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at advanced auto parts when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and an oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30, 2014. Go to valvoline-usa.com for more info. It's Sam Adams' summer ale season. I love the summer ale. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Summertime's here. I like the citrus. Crisp and refreshing. It's light. It's not too hoppy. The grains of paradise add a nice little spice to the beer. Smooth, refreshing. It's summertime. Time for Sam Adams' summer ale. It's perfect. It'd be great for cookouts, spending some time outdoors. This is the experience for a Sam Adams summer. I could drink that all summer long. It's really a good beer. It really is. Definitely good summer beer. Brewed especially for summer. Sam Adams' summer ale. Must be a pretty busted mass. Take responsibility. Get something started. That's the sound of the Commander, Kubota's top-selling zero-turn mower. It's built just the way it sounds, to command lawns, capture attention, and lead the way. So bring on the trees, bushes, flower beds, and water features. The Commander's smooth ride, tight turning radius, and deep mower deck delivers outstanding professional-level cutting performance in all kinds of mowing conditions. You can adjust cutting height on the go with Kubota's exclusive K-Lift deck pedal. Add the optional LED headlights for those days you need to mow your lawn while racing the sun. The Kubota Commander is exclusively available at your friendly local Kubota dealer with a four-year, 300-hour factory warranty and a family-friendly price tag. In fact, the Commander is Kubota's most affordably priced zero-turn mower ever. Kubota Commander Zero-Turn Mowers, built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. It's 
Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Welcoming two brand new affiliates, WIUK in Iuka, Mississippi, and WUCG in Blairsville, Georgia. Welcome to the Animal Radio family. To my left, Dr. Debbie. incredible. This is incredible. We're growing everywhere. I know. To my right, Alan Cable, answering your dog questions. And uh, Joey Volani in the break room right now, filling up for another. He's drinking a lot of coffee lately. I, I didn't yeah. want to mention anything, but mm-hmm. maybe it's time well, for an intervention. Know, but is it decaf or is it? I don't think so. Oh. He seems to. He seems you know, to be Joey's Joey's getting a little older, and you know what happens to us older guys. You know, our, our prostates. You know, they they grow up. He's just trying to clean the plumbing out. I so, think you guys are just stressing him out, and he just needs the caffeine to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Kitty Agogo, bringing you six attractive litter box options in colorful designs, especially suited for smaller homes or apartments where the traditional litter box is an eyesore. They're available at kittyagogo.com. That's kittyagogo.com. Judy spends a lot of her time doing cute little projects. With ladybugs. Yes, with la- that usually, whether it's like making a collar, a, be- a bedazzled collar for her or whatever it is, or uh-huh. clothing for her. Uh-huh. But this last one that I saw her doing, very cute. I don't know if you remember when you were a kid doing the paint by numbers. Oh, didn't we all, or is that dating ourselves? Do they still do I that? I loved it. I did tons know. of paint by numbers. Yes. It made you look like you were some kind of professional. It does, yes. Well, this, uh, this lady that we're going to talk to next, she's combined taking a picture that you have a photo of your animal and digitizing it and then creating a paint by numbers uh, kit a whole template. kit yeah. yeah neat that you would paint and let's uh, is she there amy how are I'm you here. doing hi how are you doing hello i'm doing fine how are you good your company easy one two three art and yes, uh, that's correct. that can be found at easy one two three art.com so tell us give us a rundown of what the whole deal is there well, the whole deal is basically you can send in any photograph, and we convert it into a paint-by-number kit, and you receive acrylic paints, paint brushes, everything that you need in order to paint your own personalized portrait. And so it could be animals. It could be of anything. But in this particular case, Judy picked her dog. Are people sending in their animals? What are they? What kind of I photos say, do you do? I would say the, uh, about 50% of the photos we receive are of pets. Um, other photos are couples kids, babies, uh, family vacation pictures, cars, weddings, that sort of thing. So, yeah, we get a lot of interesting photos, especially uh, the pet ones are, are lots of fun to do. Have you ever got any pictures that you couldn't print? Oh, what, like nudity or yeah, porn or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know there's going to be people know, that do that. Of course. You know, we've been in business for about 15 years now, so we've had a lot of uh, various photos sent in to us, and on a rare occasion, we might get something that's a little risque, but if there's anything that's, um, you know, that we're not comfortable with processing, of course, we'll ask for another photo. But most of all, um, we receive candid family snapshots that are, you know, that are nice and, and fun and easy to do. Okay, so here's what Judy did. She she sent, I guess she went, she actually went online and you uploaded a picture of Ladybug, is that correct? Right. I have lots of pictures, of course, of Ladybug, so it was really hard choosing one, but I did come narrow it down to one picture that I sent in. And then you selected a canvas and a frame color? Yeah, you get a choice with the kit. You can do the different frames. You can do different sizes. Right. Yeah, so there's a whole customization process that's it's really easy to do. Um, like you said, all you have to do is upload your image, and you can choose the color palette that you that you wish to paint with, whether that's vintage or color, or uh, we have an artsy pop palette, and then we also have a black and white palette, so we can convert wow. uh, color photos into black and white, beautiful black and white portraits. Um, 
that you paint yourself so you have an artful uh, original painting that you can hang in your home of your pet and it's it's you know something that pet owners absolutely love Ju- judy loves it she- it, it's, it it actually came out beautiful how long did yeah. it take you it to is do? judy it's gorgeous i gotta uh, say you know what i did it like an hour here an hour there and i think i completed it within two weeks doing an, about an hour you know here and there and uh, i am just so proud of it and so happy with it what you know what my problem is, of course, is I can't stay in the lines. <laughs> and, and people say, well, well, you shouldn't stay in the lines. You should be yeah, all over. Mine would look like Picasso afterwards. But that would be kind of cool. And that's okay, too. You want to give a couple yes, away here? Give, I want to give a couple away. I had so much fun doing it. I want someone kits else to have right fun. now. The Paint by Number Mini Kits, you'll have to submit your pictures of your animals or whatever picture you decide to submit. And it's a little project that will take a little time, but it, it'll be a calming, relaxing, therapeutic process. And then that, you're left with something beautiful. Yeah. And what a way to memorialize a pet. Say you've lost a pet. I mean, uh-huh. you, know, yes. you could pay hundreds of dollars to have an artist do it, but you could do it to yourself. I think this is great. It is. Yeah. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to pick up on two of these. If you're not lucky enough to get on through, go on over to the website at easy123art.com. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Geico presents Strange Savings Stories. Sam Tucker woke to find crop circles in his cornfield that spelled out the word Geico. Was this a message sent by aliens? Sam went to Geico.com and saved hundreds of dollars with great discounts. He woke the next day to find new crop patterns had formed. They spelled out, you the man. It seems the aliens were pleased indeed. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Ink has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free. Start designing your Custom Ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInc.com. Would you wait a week for your shower to get hot? (laughs) Would you wait up to a week to feel maximum relief from your nasal congestion? Nasacort Allergy Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, Afrin No-Drip starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait up to a week for maximum relief from your nasal spray Uh -uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? (sighs) Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Now, this is probably one of the most horrific stories that I have ever come across and that I've ever had to report, but there's a really good reason I'm giving you this story, okay? So hang with me. This story is just coming to light. It's about a veterinarian in Fort Worth, Texas, Dr. Lou Tierce. 
Now, he's facing animal cruelty charges for allegedly keeping a dog that he was supposed to euthanize alive and using that dog for the last six months as a blood donor. The family of four-year-old Leonberger Sam dropped him off. They were tipped off, rather, by a vet tech who just resigned from this guy's practice. The family actually stormed the vet's office. A couple people went to the back door. A couple people watched the front door, and the rest of them went in there looking for Sam, and by gosh, they found him in a very dirty cage in the back. Now, court records reportedly show that that Sam was not the only dog that Dr. Tears kept alive after telling owners that the dogs had been euthanized. He was using them for blood donors. Dr. Tears' license has been suspended as he awaits trial. Now, here's the thing. None of these families opted to stay with their pets during their final moments, and that's how this all happened. So I guess the moral of our story, the lesson to be learned, is if you have to have your pet euthanized, you've got to stay with them no matter how hard it is. And frankly, I can't imagine not staying with my pet. So we'll keep you up to date on what goes down with this story, but my gosh, it, it made my blood run cold. Meanwhile, small pets, they're being allowed on some passenger trains in Illinois. It's a six-month experiment that's now going on. Dogs and cats can travel on the Illinois Zephyr and the Carl Sandburg lines between Chicago and Quincy. The rules are pretty similar to those for dogs and cats on planes. The animals have to be under 20 pounds and be in a carrier at the owner's feet or under the seat. A ticket for Fido or Fluffy will be $25. There's one car per train that's going to be pet-free for folks who have allergies. And Amtrak officials say the program, if it works, it'll be expanded. Now, if you're going to be stopping by the San Francisco Zoo, you're in for an absolute treat. They have a new resident. He is a 10-month-old red panda. And his new home, it comes complete with a custom-made treehouse built by the crew from the Animal Planet show Treehouse Masters. Now, red pandas, they don't look like pandas like you're thinking, black and white guys. They are native to the eastern Himalayas and the western Himalayas. And if you've never seen one, they are noted for their very distinctive bushy tail and their pointy ears, and they're usually not much bigger than a domestic house cat. About two feet long, between 8 and 12 pounds, and yeah, they are red. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.org. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. 
Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 888-679-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 888-679-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional professional installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just 24.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 888-679-MY-TV that's 888-679-MY-TV cancel the cable cut costs and get more call now 888-679-MY-TV that's 888-679-MY-TV You're listening to Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Animal Radio Dream Team. I know, Tammy, you're still working on that story out of Fort Worth, Texas. As more yes. details become available, you're letting us know. And let's recap for those that are just tuning in. Uh, apparently, someone brought in their dog to be euthanized to the veterinarian. Uh, Correct. The vet diagnosed this dog with a problem that uh, he recommended the dog be euthanized. The dog would not have a good quality of life. And he said he would take care of it. They, the mm-hmm. owners left. They did not see the euthanization. Mm-hmm. And they used the dog for transfusions. Uh, the dog was never euthanized. Uh, right, for six months. For, mm-hmm. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, Details are coming to light right now. So as we find out more details, we'll let you know right here at Animal Radio. If you have questions, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. You can also download the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android and now BlackBerry and ask your questions directly from the app as well as listen to the shows and uh, browse our huge resource library. And uh, This was the first week yes. that you said... That you said BlackBerry. Yeah, well, it's uh, because I don't know. You know, I got to tell you, I'm an old guy, so I was calling it Blueberry for the last few weeks. You know, you got the apples, you got the blueberries, the blackberries, all of these kinds. It's a lot of fruit in the electronic world. Yes. Uh, We love to travel with our animals. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she's, well, she's wash and wear. She's easy. She's small. You put her in a little sling, you can travel pretty much anywhere with her. I, I can't imagine traveling with a big dog and how tough that would be. Yeah, I've gotten spoiled. But when this book came across our desk from Nat Geo, the Dog Lover's Guide to Travel. Best destinations, hotels, events, and advice to please your pet and you. I said, Judy, we need to get the author on for this. And uh, have you done that? I did. We have her with us right now. Welcome, Kelly Carter. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you two doing? Splendid. Splendid. So now you have a little chihuahua, right? I do have a little chihuahua. And first I have to back up because as you read the the title of the book, and it really, you know, it kind of puts everything into perspective because it's really about pleasing your pet and then and you, right? <laughs> Absolutely, because you don't you know, it's, if it's all about the pet, you're gonna not enjoy your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well your pet has to be happy to make you happy. Yes. So now in, in the book, not only do you have great locations, but you start out with some basic advice, like how to determine if your dog's like really ready for a trip or not. Right, because not every dog likes to travel. And sometimes you don't know it until you get your dog out there on the road and you find out. But it is important that that your dog like to travel just as much as you do, because we all know that there are people who are happier staying at home than than they are going out on the road, and our pets are the same way. Are there certain breeds that you notice like to travel more than other breeds? I haven't noticed that there is a certain breed that likes to travel more. 
Obviously, it's easier to travel with a small dog if you're traveling on airplanes or something, but there are so many people who travel with big dogs in, in motor homes and, and take car trips, and their dogs are quite happy also. But I really th- I think most of the times they just want to be with us, and they just want to travel with us. But I don't see that there's one breed that's more prone. You know, if you have like a husky or something and you're, you know, so you know, don't go to Arizona or something. Sure. <laughs> They're not going to be too happy. <laughs> but I think if you, as long as you're going someplace that's that's comfortable for them. And I was recently talking to somebody and they said, oh, what do I do if my dog doesn't like to go hiking and I want to go hiking? Do I take my dog anyway? No, you're going to have a miserable dog. So <laughs> Yeah, and then you'll be miserable too because you'll exactly. be, yeah. What about booking flights for your dog? Does each airline have their own rules and policies? And what, what should we know about that? The only things that standard is the dog must be at least eight weeks old, and that is really coming from the, that goes above the airline's rules. That's just the national rule to protect dogs. That's the Animal Welfare Act. So dogs and cats need to be at least eight weeks old before you travel with them. After that, then it really is up to the airlines to set its own policies. And as far as taking a dog in cabin, and the rules fluctuate, some airlines say, oh, the combined weight of the pet and carrier must be no more than 18 pounds, some allow 22 pounds or so, but all of them do state that the dog needs to be able to fit in the carrier and turn around in the carrier. And it will, airlines do check that when you're checking in at the counter and they know you're traveling with a pet, they do ask to see the pet. And some people shove their dogs, you know, they've got these huge dogs, (laughs) and they shove them into the carrier because they don't want to check them as baggage, understandably. And people have been denied boarding. Sorry, your pet is too big. Mm. And you have the same rules with the uh, canned dog food as you do with, like, shampoo. There's only a certain amount oh, really? of uh, food yeah, you can bring on. I found out the hard way. I was traveling when I lived in Los Angeles. And I was traveling to San Francisco, where I live now. But I was traveling up for a weekend to see my boyfriend, and I had a can of dog food, un- unopened dog food. Uh-huh. And TSA said, you can't take that through. It's a liquid. I said, it's it's not a liquid. It's, you know, it's dog food. It's... It's a wet dog food, but it's not a liquid, and I uh-huh. argued with them. And I said, would you let somebody through with baby food in a can the size of a 16-ounce can? And they said, yes. I said, well, this is my baby, and so she must have her food. <laughs> Did you win? I only won because I convinced them, and it was it's true. My dog was on a special food from the veterinarian. I was only going up for the weekend. I wasn't going to be able to get, arrive in San Francisco and get this food. And I finally said, you know what, I'm a reporter, I have my website, thejetsetpets.com, and I flipped, I pulled out my tape recorder, and I said, I'd like to get <laughs> someone's name, and I'd like to get this on record as me not being allowed to take my dog food through, and this is for my baby. And so wow. they let me through just because I played the reporter card on them. Uh-huh. <laughs> but generally, then, no, they do not al- allow uh, wet food to go through, wow. unless it's only, unless it's three ounces. Jeez. You have traveled the world, um, I assume, and I know that there are, there are countries like, uh, well, I know that in Paris, in France, that uh, they're very pet friendly. You could uh, bring your animals to most cafes and, and most restaurants. Where would you say in the whole wide world is the most favorite place that you and your little Chihuahua Lucy have visited? Well... We had a really special time in Vienna, of all places. Now, everybody wow. knows, like you talk about Paris, and everybody knows how the French just, you know, pretty much fawn over your dogs. They, it's not surprising to go into a restaurant and see a dog sitting in the seat. <laughs> but who knew that Vienna treats dogs pretty much the same? I was at the 
at the Ritz-Carlton in Vienna, and I went to lunch at the restaurant, at the hotel restaurant, and they said to me, they said, well, where's your dog? I said, well, the dog's in the room. And they said, well, your dog can come down here. They had a bowl of wow. water, and they had a bed already set up for her, <laughs> And which is the same thing that happens in Paris when you go to a hotel restaurant and they know you have your dog there. They automatically set this up for you. But I had no idea that this was the case in Vienna. And going to a restaurant, there's a restaurant called Fabio's in, in Vienna, which is a very, all the chic people go there. It's across from the big Louis Vuitton store, and it's, you know, it's full of all the beautiful people, and it's full of their beautiful dogs, too. <laughs> and and we're talking big dogs, so it's not just like my little purse-sized pooch that I tote around, but mm-hmm. there are big dogs in the in the cafe part and in the bar, and it's it's really nice. I know we'll never get to that point in the United States because of our health laws, but it's nice to know that, that this does go on elsewhere and you can travel pretty much not all over the world with your dog because they're, you know, if you go to China, they're going to say, well, thank you, you brought us food. Uh, (laughs) You know, so there's some places you don't want to go with your dog. Aren't there some places that also have quarantines? Can you bring them in every country? You can't take them in every country, but it is important for your listeners to know that the United Kingdom did relax its quarantine rules. And for years, you know, there was a six-month quarantine. Dog Lover's Guide to Travel is where you're going to find out all this information. It's an awesome book. It's not only just has great information, but it's well put together, colorful, very handy, and a must-have, especially if you travel with your dog. I have eight copies to give away right now. Seven. one 405 8405 Or head on out to your bookstore. Thank you so much, Kelly. Oh, thanks so much, Helen. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. This is Animal Radio. Hey, BJ. Hello. How are you doing? Well, I just got unloaded, and now i got to go get an oil change. But i got a question about my dog. Good, because I can't help you with the oil changes. I grew up in a garage family, but I know nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it takes 12 gallons. It costs a lot of money. I know that. Uh, <laughs> 12 gallons of oil? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know those trucks took that one. Yeah, 12 gallons. What's going on with your animal? What's going on with your pup? Okay. I had Fuzzball out walking the other day. And he was smelling the ground and smelling the ground. And he'd hit like one spot and just stand there smelling. And I got to wondering, I can drop something in front of him. And he just kind of looks off like da-da-da, there it is. I drop it in front of my wolf's nose, gone. Does he have the same? I know that they're supposed to have a certain amount of oil factories in their noses, so they got smellers. Uh-huh. But on, but on a so like dog like this, I have a Boston terror rat. He don't have a nose. Does he have as many smeller spots in his nose as that nine-inch nose on that wolf? Or does... He get cut short, and that's why he can't smell things. <laughs> that's a great question. We do know that there's differences in the number 
of olfactory receptors in different breeds of dogs. Now, I probably would say, I can't tell you exactly the numbers, but we knew that what some of these different breeds were bred for and what they really developed for down the road, certain breeds, they may have longer snouts. They may have more surface area, and that may mean those are the dogs that perhaps are best for tracking, uh, for scenting. You know, when you look at a bloodhound um, or a German shepherd, you know, these dogs have very large, long noses with more surface area. So, you know, I probably have to look up some weird uh, factoids about how many receptors, but I would say it's fair to assume that they have more than some of the small breed dogs with the short little faces, the brachycephalics, as we call them, um, because they just developmentally didn't have the need for that. They have the big bulgy eyes, the big gorgeous face, and, you know, that's kind of why they were bred to be close to a lot of the humans. Now, we do know that cats um, have a much poorer sense of smell compared to dogs. And I can tell you that they have uh, the receptors, I believe, are in somewhere around the 20s, whereas um, some of the dogs, it's up to like 170 uh, centimeters squared. So this is something where we can say, hmm, dogs that definitely have a better sense of smell, and they have longer noses than cats do. Um, so we always would say, boy, why don't the cats smell the stink of their own poop? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> and and I'd say also, when we talk about smell and what dogs might smell better or have a better sense of smell, um, you know, there's more motivation for certain dogs. So if you have a tracker or a retriever who really wants to find that, uh, say, duck or find that retriever toy, they're going to know and they're going to be very motivated to use their sense of smell to the best of their advantage. Whereas some of the dogs that maybe don't have that drive, that motivation uh, to use that sense, those receptors, who knows, developmentally, they're probably not going to use them. So down the road, decades and eons, um, there's going to be a difference in in those uh, receptors. So if my answer is a little vague, it is, but I would say, yes, I believe your boy, your little fuzzball, probably doesn't have the same sense of smell. Good question, BJ. We thank you for your call today. one 405 8405 right now to talk to any one of the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Oh, ladybug just giving you a big old smooch on your face there. I know it. I just turn around and there she is. Before I even know what's going on. Get it? You got tongued, I think. Uh, I hate when that happens. Sort of gross. I know. That's not good for you, is it, Doc? No, you know, it's not good. There's a transmission of uh, parasites and bacteria. And gosh, you know, we have a theory in my household, both my father-in-law father-in-law and I caught a cold, he claims from my dog. He thinks the cold <laughs> was passed from him to the dog to me. Granted, there's no kissing going on between us. Is so. that actually possible? <laughs> you know, it's it's possible within some realm uh, of possibility, but um, not terribly likely because, uh, you know, that would require a pretty close proximity for all of us to be passing uh, kiss fluids. I, you know, I don't I don't make this a habit. I don't believe in a dog licking my face, my child's face, anything. So, you know, I just turn around and she was there. I, I don't do this as a as a habit. I enjoy it. Ew. Well, you know, and it happens to me at work all the time. I'll be talking, you know, examining a pet, and my mouth will be open while I'm, you know, blabbing away. And this dog will come... And tongue goes in my mouth, and it's like, ew! Well, at least the dog likes you, and as a veterinarian, that's a compliment, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a hazard of the job, but uh, it's a reward in its own way. Hey, Lou, how are you doing? 
great. How are you? Very good. Do you let your uh, Do you have any dogs? I've got two dogs. I got a male and a female. They're both pedigree, and uh, we don't kiss. Sorry, <laughs> don't kiss. Won't don't let kiss. that happen. Good. No. I'm with you, Lou. Do they even no. Do they even try to kiss? Me? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, they do because the, the male is really attached to me. He'll, he'll follow me everywhere, and when I sit down, he'll jump up on the couch. No, no, not the face. Lick the back of my <laughs> hand or my foot. That's fine. I'll go wash up, but not the face. I'm sorry. Now, are you primarily scared of uh, diseases, or is it just gross? No, it's just something I don't. I don't really like. I, you know, they say the dog's mouth is cleaner than mine. I don't really want to touch the water no. on that one. <laughs> no, we found out that's not true. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, thank goodness. First of all, if a dog's mouth is cleaner than mine, mine is uh, mine's pretty not that clean. I'll tell you that. Plus, you know, I just yeah. saw them licking down there, cleaning their, you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for your call. Is that all you wanted to talk about today? Well, uh, what, um, earlier I was doing your program to talk about cats. Yeah, and I'm not certain which one of your guests. But I had a cat named Garfield. Oh, okay. How cute! Garfield lived to 22 years old. Holy moly! Wow. Assuming indoor cat. Uh, no, he was an outdoor. And I, wow. I'll make this real quick for your program. We we got him in a town called Atlanta. Our girls very very young. Um, he got caught by a younger family, and they put him in a garage and put. Barbed around his neck while he escaped and he came home. He got mauled by two dogs. Ooh. This dog had a really, really hectic life, but we loved him. Wow. And the day I had to put him down, I, uh, wait a minute. Let me, let me tell you, that's I, a... I cried like a baby. This, this cat was a member of the family. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I had talked to a guy about four or five days before I put Garfield down. And he said, well, I cried like a baby. I said, not me. It's just an animal. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, I hate those people. I hate those people. <laughs> I know. I know. You but, know. But real quick, real succinctly, this, this cat was something else. Uh, he was very, very laid back. He was 22. And when the doc, Dr. Um, Edwards in the Animal Medical Clinic, um, I said, uh, am I doing the right thing? He looked at me and says, well, when you reach 150 years old and something sticks a needle in your butt, let me know if you're doing the right thing, because I think you're, you'd be welcome in. Uh, how, long, right. how long ago was this? We put the cat down uh, about four years ago. We still miss him. Um, no, you'd be surprised. I mean, the, the, the cat was uh, a member of the family and does have a living memory with us. I'm, I'm surprised. I really am. That's that's the way it is. That's you know, the way we feel. Same week, one of my cats uh, died, and my uncle Louie died. I was more sad about the cat because, yeah. uh, frankly, I didn't shed a tear about over Uncle Louie. But yeah. the animals... That's horrible, Hal. Well, you know, the animal gave me unconditional love. We uncle spend, Louie, not so much. Yeah, well, you don't see Uncle Louie no, every day. Forgive me for this, but the day I took him down, my wife didn't want to go. She couldn't do it. She couldn't handle it. She said, you're the man, go down and take, take him down. But Dr. Edwards, the doctor that had saved his life three times before. Wow. He got mauled by the dog with the uh, barbed wire, and there was another incident. Well, I gave the cat to Dr. Edwards. Dr. Edwards looked at, him, looked at me and said, it's going to be all right. I laid him down, and I'm, I'm crying, and I'm petting the cat. I'm saying, Garf, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Edwards put his hand on my shoulder. He said, so, yeah, he's done. 
all right. Yeah. I mean, it was just that quick. There was no pain. There was nothing. Put the baby door, the cat a shot, and he went to sleep. I'm hoping I go that way. Will someone euthanize <laughs> me when it's time? <laughs> yeah, so, I will, Hal. So I want to be your Uncle Louie. Okay, I'll be your Uncle Louie. And let me go that way. Yeah. I appreciate your time, Lou. No, I appreciate you allowing me to tell the story. Thank you very much. Awesome. I feel needed that, that, I don't know what you call it, that requiem, I guess. It's Thanks. cathartic, isn't it? It is. Well, I'm going to, hey, help me cry a little bit now. <laughs> we're, we're, I feel, it's, look at the hair standing know, up on my arms here. Out. I am. Okay. Yeah. He was a terrific cat, and that Dr. Edwards, He's a godsend because he really helped me through it. I just had a 21-year-old cat come in this morning, and uh, it's kind of the same situation where we're getting down to talking about, you know, the quality of life is getting there where, you know, it's becoming time. And after that period of time, you know, that that is a kid. That is a, an adult lifespan, um, and it's very difficult. And I, I do, as many veterinarians, I see that it's a way that, that's what we're here for. That's what a veterinarian's job is all about. We preserve life, but we also prevent suffering. So, um, you know, it sounds like they had a great relationship with our vet. That's all we have time for today. I want to thank Dr. Gerald Post for joining us, as well as Amy Cecil and Kelly Carter. Have so much fun. If you need no. a fix during the week, head on over to the website, download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, and BlackBerry, and you can listen to the shows as well as ask your questions of the Animal Radio Dream Team. I know, Alan. It's so it sad. It can't be over. It's it can't can't be over. It's over, man. It's no. Over. Face it. No. Bye, everybody. <laughs> bye bye. Remember to remember to remember. Bye. 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 This is Animal Radio Network. Network.